Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we'll be talking about my top 10 must-add waiver wire pickups for week number 12 of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you'd like access to my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, you can check out the Patreon link in the video description or in the pinned comment for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 12 waiver wire ads for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with my number one waiver wire ad for week number 12. Zach Charbonnet, running back of the Seattle Seahawks, going up against the San Francisco 49ers at home on Thanksgiving in Seattle. Charbonnet is currently rostered in 32.4% of leagues on ESPN and 34.7% rostered on NFL. Now, we did see that Kenneth Walker got banged up last week up against the LA Rams in LA, and he exited the game. In that game, Charbonnet filled in and played quite well. Now, after the game, head coach Pete Carroll said that Kenneth Walker suffered an oblique strain that was legit. With this game being on Thursday on Thanksgiving, I have to assume that Kenneth Walker is out at least this week with the possible danger of missing even more time. Now, if Kenneth Walker was to miss serious time, then I think that Zach Charbonnet could legitimately, for that time while Kenneth Walker was gone, be a guy that is the reason why your team wins weeks. I think that Zach Charbonnet has the pedigree, the skill, to be a starting running back in the NFL that is incredibly productive. This week against the San Francisco 49ers defense is far from a must-start running back, right? Of course, up against that 49ers defense, but he will at least be a startable player with some upside. Running back 17 last week in PPR. Now, this is prior to Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football has not taken place yet, and this video will be uploaded prior to Monday Night Football, so maybe Charbonnet ends up as, like, the running back 18 or 19 on the week, tied with Darrell Henderson Jr. as of right now. Week 11 at the LA Rams. They lose the game 16-17, to but Charbonnet has 15 rushes for 47 yards, as well as six receptions on six targets for 22 yards. Now, even prior to the Kenneth Walker injury, Charbonnet was a guy that was starting to cut into the pie of the Seattle running back snap shares, right? He's been seeing a lot more snaps over the last few weeks, which is very positive for the upside of Charbonnet, even when Kenneth Walker returns. So right now, based upon upside alone, I strongly believe that Zach Charbonnet is the number one waiver wire ad on the week. At number two, we got Jaden Reed, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit, the morning game on Thanksgiving. 18.7% rostered on ESPN for Jaden Reed, 32.6% rostered on NFL. Last week, again, prior to Monday Night Football, he was the wide receiver 11 last week in PPR up against the LA Chargers at home in Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers win the game 23-20 in perfect Chargers fashion, right? The Chargers have a chance to win the game. Herbert essentially throws a touchdown to Quentin Johnston that he just doesn't catch. 
And then earlier on in the game, Keenan Allen gets fucking lost in the sun. Like, when you're staring at a girl's eyes for the first time, so you just get locked in the gaze, you know, and you're just, uh, and you're just looking, you know, and your fucking mouth starts to droop or something, you're like, uh, you know? That's what the fuck happened to Kenneth Walker, <laughs> not to Kenneth Walker, to Keenan Allen. The man was butt naked, wide open, it hit him in the chest, hit him right in the fucking titties, and then he didn't catch it. So, disaster class game for the Chargers, as per usual. And then after the game, Brandon Staley's like, I'm still gonna call the defensive plays, guys. It's not my fault. Blah, 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 blah. Like, buddy, you have one of the highest defensive payrolls in the NFL, and your defense sucks donkey cock. It's hilarious. Four receptions on six targets for 46 yards, three rushes for 46 yards, and a score. Now, Reed has had four carries in the last three games, so it feels like... At least once every week, we'll see him get a carry, which adds to his upside. They also have Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, but recently, I have given up on my hopes and dreams of Christian Watson. I still think he's a talented player, but as of right now, he's just not getting the targets. There's something wrong. He doesn't have that 5G LTE connection with Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, so it's just not really working. So... To me, it's like Reed and Dobbs are the number one and number two receiver. Now, if you wanted to add Dobbs, that's certainly fine as well. But right now, I think I would personally lean with Jaden Reed being the better wide receiver. The Detroit Lions defense, while on paper is pretty good and they have been pretty good in the past, have been drooping a little bit as of recently. And I think Jaden Reed is going to potentially have a huge spot here up against the Lions, which could be a shootout on Thanksgiving. Moving now to player number three here, waiver wire out of the week. We got AJ Dillon, running back of the Green Bay Packers, going up against the Detroit Lions on, you guessed it, Thanksgiving. 59.5% rostered on ESPN for Dillon, 63.2% rostered on NFL. Nick, AJ Dillon's owned in a majority of leagues. Why are you talking about him? Because there are people who play in eight team leagues, 10 team leagues, where maybe AJ Dillon is available. Now, I am for. From an A.J. Dillon truther. I'm not going to sit here and give this guy the metaphorical gawk gawk 9,000. But understanding the situation would tell you that you should probably pick him up if he's available. Even if you don't want to play him. The belief right now is that A.A. Ron Jones is to have avoided a serious knee injury. Though, with this game being just three days away on Thanksgiving... Just like we kind of talked about with Kenneth Walker, I would be shocked if Aaron Jones played this week. While I am as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, missing multiple weeks also wouldn't be that crazy for Aaron Jones. Running back 22 last week for Dylan in PPR. Week 11 versus the LA Chargers. Again, we talked about that disaster class of a game by the Chargers. W23 to 20. The most Chargers game imaginable. The Packers win. 14 carries for 29 yards. Four receptions on four targets. Four for four, like he was at Wendy's for 32 yards. Now, I want to believe more in AJ Dillon, right? You look at the man, the guy has fucking tree trunks for legs, right? He is built like the prototypical, what you would want your franchise running back, as if that's a thing anymore, but what you would want your favorite team's running back to look like. He looks like that, right? He's built different. The problem is, though, even when this offense was on fire, on fire, early on in the season, and Aaron Jones was hurt... A.J. Dillon was straight up limp dick. He just couldn't do it. Even with 
all those that those beautifully sculpted legs like a statue back in Greece, right? He just can't do jack shit. Now he is a startable back this week because again, the Lions defense has been kind of a joke as of recently. My expectations are still extremely low for Mr. Dillon. At number four, we got another running back. We got Keaton Mitchell running back of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the aforementioned LA Chargers defense in LA. 35.1% rostered on ESPN, 30.6% rostered on NFL. I think there's going to be a lot of disgruntled fantasy football players that drop Keaton Mitchell like he's hot after that game last week. Running back 38 last week in PPR up against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football. We were thinking, oh my, oh my God, guys we finally have a fun Thursday night football matchup and then everyone gets hurt week 11 versus Cincinnati the Ravens eat that W famous Jameis style 34 to 20 eight rushes for 33 yards one reception on one target for eight yards now in terms of the Ravens running back snap counts in that game against the Bengals Gus Bus had 38 percent Keaton Mitchell had 36%, which is the most amount of snap percentage that Mitchell has seen this season, and Justice Hill had a measly 26%. Now, the problem with Keaton Mitchell is that we all know when they're knock, 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 knocking on the door, doesn't matter if Keaton Mitchell fucking moonwalked like his name was Michael Jackson, passed a million defenders, put a guy in the spin cycle, threw him into the goddamn washing machine like he was your stepsister, right? What are you doing, step bro? It wouldn't matter because once you get in the goal line, once you're a few yards out, the Gus Bus hammer is coming in and it's like Thor's hammer. He is going to get in every single time. Without a doubt. So, Keaton Mitchell's upside is limited. Now, he is a very, 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 very talented player, right? You can see shades of Devin a chain in him, right? You can see that burst, that speed. He's like Lightning McQueen when he gets the ball, right? But the problemo here is that there's still Lamar that's going to run the ball sometimes. And you got this loaded running back core. If the Ravens decide to, hey... Going forward, we're going to give Mitchell a lot more touches, right? We're going to give him a lot more snaps. Then I would be sitting on here banging the drum aggressively for Keaton Mitchell as maybe even the number one waiver wire out of the week. But right now, as things sit, he's a high upside weekly option like against the Chargers, right? If you wanted to play him, go ahead. He could be that firecracker for your lineup. But right now, he's more of like a depth ad that like if something was to happen to Justice Hill or Gus Edwards, knock on wood, we don't root for injuries, then Keaton Mitchell could be elevated into superstardom. At number five, we got another Baltimore Ravens player. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, we're about halfway in. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button down below. It would help me out a ton. So Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the LA Chargers this week in LA. 43.8% rostered on ESPN, 32.8% rostered on NFL. Now, when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr., I was not the biggest believer of him entering into the season. I was someone that in some best ball drafts, I would take a late round shot on Odell because I thought that maybe there was a way that he was still good, right? Maybe even after all of those injuries, that version of Odell that was in a Giants uniform, him battling against Josh Norman, like a fucking Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz fight, right? Just a beaut- Like, Odell was one of the best receivers back then, right? 
could he channel it again was the question. Now, the Ravens have a lot of receiving options around. They had Zay Flowers. They have Rashad Master Bateman, right? Marky Mark Andrews when we were entering into the season. And it was like, okay, if you want to take a late shot on Odell, go ahead. But things weren't really panning out earlier on in the season. Odell was basically doing his John Cena impression because you couldn't see the bastard. Odell did hurt his shoulder, but it doesn't appear to be anything serious according to what Coach Harbaugh said. Wide receiver 18 on the week in PPR up against the Bengals Thursday Night Football. W34-20. Four receptions on seven targets for 116 yards. Now, Again, while we talked about how the season started off a little bit slow, Odell has now been solid in three straight games. And if he continues to see five or more targets most weeks with how iffy the rest of the wide receiver corp is in Baltimore, like we're talking about Nelson fucking Aguilar in the year 2023, and with Marky Mark Andrews out, it really does feel like we could see Odell maybe being one of those late-season hammer options that comes out of nowhere like an RKO from Randy Orton and really helps elevate your team to potentially winning a championship. Now again, my worry about Odell here is that he hasn't really received a super high snap share in this offense. But I would think, I would just have to believe, with how good he has looked, the coaching staff would be like, hey, maybe we need to get Odell Beckham Jr. in the game a little bit more. At number six, we got Ty Chandler running back of the cold like Minnesota Vikings going up against the Chicago Bears this week. 49.9% rostered on ESPN, which I thought would be a little bit higher. Only 24.8% rostered on NFL. Running back 14 on the week in PPR going up against the Denver Broncos in mile high on Sunday Night Football. They lose that game 20-20. to but not really off the back of Ty Chandler shit in the bed. 10 rushes for 73 yards and 4 receptions on 4 targets for 37 yards. Now, entering into the season, I was someone that was pretty anti-Ty Chandler. I was talking about how, hey, Alexander Madison is that guy, and we figured out just like that old school video that maybe Madison isn't that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Madison, 65% of the snaps last week up against the Broncos on Sunday night, 31% for Chandler. Now, it feels like we are going to keep seeing Ty Chandler involved in this offense, considering he looks very similar in terms of skill as Madison. And honestly, at times, to me, he looks like he's, you know, etching him out a little bit. He looks a little bit better. Chandler is more of a depth piece, you know? That in certain sticky situations, right, if your running back core is banged up, right, you're not really super trustworthy. The other guys, maybe you can start them. But with Madison being more healthy, I still think Madison will be the guy just ever so slightly. Ty Chandler looked good, right? And I'm ready to give him his flowers because in a way, I kind of wrote him off Geno Smith style, right? I kind of shit all over Ty Chandler all summer long. So I'll give Ty Chandler that push you know but at the end of the day it's not like we're banging the drum to start Ty Chandler even up against the Bears defense at number seven we have Isaiah likely tight end of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the LA Chargers if you didn't notice already the Ravens are playing the Chargers this week 0.9% rostered on ESPN 1.8% rostered on NFL now Mark Andrews season is seemingly over after that hit by Logan Wilson Isaiah likely will be the tight end one now on the team Today, Coach Harbaugh said that there is still an outside chance that we see him return. Maybe their hope is that, again, they're saying it's not as serious as we previously believed. 
maybe well the Ravens should make the playoffs right in case something astronomical happens knock on wood here then you know maybe he can come back for the playoffs maybe he's back week 18 or something but again those are just guesses right it's not like Coach Harbaugh said oh it's a guarantee that we're gonna see Mark Andrews back this season and with Harbaugh saying that there's an outside chance that he he returns, I won't deal in absolute like a Sith Lord, right? We shall see what happens. Personally, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't think Mark Andrews is going to play again this season. But, hey, miraculous things have happened before. Week 11 versus the Cincinnati Bengals, they won 34-20. Again, who would have known that? Zero receptions on two targets for Mr. Likely. Now, Andrews has missed time in the past, and a lot of people were kind of getting ready to slob on Likely's knob, right? People banging the fucking drum, people ready to rank Likely as, like, this top six guy, and then he has just done nothing, right? That's why I don't have him ranked as some premier pickup, this must-add option, top three ad on the week, right? But if you lost Mark Andrews as your tight end one, maybe you don't have McBride. You don't have this other piece behind Mark Andrews. Then likely he's a smart pickup. Again, I'm not going to sit here and just glaze all over this guy, do tricks on it, because again, he hasn't really done much at the NFL level. But with how good we assume he will be, like the skill set wise, he should be just fine, especially against the fucking Chargers defense. At number eight, we have Demario Douglas, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, going up against the New York football giants and Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. This week in MetLife, 24.5% rostered on ESPN, 16.3% rostered on NFL. But before we talk about Demario Douglas, as well as the other two waiver wire ads of the week, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And today, Underdog has a great offer for you guys that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds. First, I want to explain how the Underdog Pick'em works. So you're going to have to pick a minimum of two players from at least two teams. Today, we'll be talking about tonight's game, Monday Night Football, Eagles at Kansas City Chiefs. Sort of pick one player from each team. First, we're going to go with DeAndre Swift higher than 58 and a half rushing yards. I think that the way to expose this Chiefs defense is by running the ball a ton. With a great offensive line, I think DeAndre Swift should be able to get higher than 58 and a half rushing yards. And then for the Kansas City Chiefs, we are going to go ahead and go with Travis Kelsey, higher than 75 and a half receiving yards. I feel as though the Chiefs are going to look to feed Travis Kelsey after Kelsey struggled in Germany against the Dolphins. So Swift, higher than 58 and a half rushing yards, and Travis Kelsey, higher than 75 and a half receiving yards. If both these picks hit, you will get three times your entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you live in one of the states on your screen right now, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 if you click on the link in the video description or use promo code NOTORIOUS. You can do $50, you get an additional $50, and an additional $10. $10 is the minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy. If you guys have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, Demario Douglas going up against the Giants, 24.5% rostered on ESPN, 16.3% rostered on NFL. Douglas has been a guy we've been talking about over the last couple weeks of waiver wire ads. He's not like a quintessential must add, but he's a guy that if you're looking for some reliable wide receiver, you know, stash on the bench or some guy maybe plays your wide receiver three or second flex, 
there's a lot worse options out there than Demario Douglas. The Patriots were on bye, so we got to go back to week 10 in Germany for Douglas's stats. Wide receiver 23 on that week, tied with Christian Kirk. Week 10 versus the Colts, they lose that game 6-10. to I don't even want to remember that game. I don't even think even Patriots fans or even Colts fans probably remember much of what happened in that game because it sucked ass. Straight up snooze fest. Six receptions on nine targets, six of nine. Very nice, I like, for 84 yards. Douglas doesn't have the highest upside imaginable, right? He's kind of handcuffed by the fact that this Patriots offense sucks donkey cock, but he has received seven or more targets in three straight games and feels like a reliable 10 plus points to me. Again, if you're looking for crazy upside, right? If you're looking for a guy that's going to smack off 25 plus points potentially, then don't add to Mario Douglas. Add the next guy we're going to talk about. But if you're looking for a safety net, a condom, a Trojan to wrap over your roster, then maybe just maybe Douglas is that guy. At number nine, we got Khalil Shakira, Shakira, wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. 5.4% rostered on ESPN, 1% rostered on NFL. Khalil Shakir has been a pretty interesting piece ever since he's been with the Buffalo Bills. Wide receiver nine last week in PPR, week 11 versus the Jumbo Jets, the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely unload. Straight up back shots, Bukake, all over the Jumbo Jets. The Jets are now basically you fired Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle is going to be the starting quarterback this week against by Miami Dolphins feel bad for that man behind that offensive line so the Bills win 32 to 6 it was just uh look the Bills have been they look better with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator but the Jets just couldn't do anything this game was over before it even started I honestly thought that maybe the Bills were just such an incompetent offense that even with firing their offensive coordinator things wouldn't change too much and the Jumbo Jets would kind of just suffocate that offense and then maybe the Jets could win like seven to three or like ten to seven or something but that wasn't the case because again the Jets got their back blown out three receptions for Khalil Shakir on four targets for 115 yards and a touchdown Gabe Davis is quickly spiraling out of relevance with just two catches over the last three games it is entirely possible that Shakir ends up being the new wide receiver too for the Buffalo Bills snap counts of the Bills wide receivers last week against the Jumbo Jets now Gabe Davis played 88 percent of the snaps did absolutely fucking nothing. 80% of the snaps for Diggs, 74% for Khalil Shakir, 18% for Deontay Hardy. What I noticed looking at the snap counts is that Gabe was a guy that over the last three prior games before last week against the Jets played over 93% of the snaps. So with the emergence of Shakir, he's playing less. Now again, I'm not trying to be some guy that puts a fucking tinfoil hat on here right and does some conspiracies right about how the water is turning the frogs gay right we're not going to do that here but man oh man what i'm here to tell you is that maybe gabe davis is losing that role and khalil shakir he's that big play upside player just like gabe davis so not here to be a little bit crazy but what i'm here to tell you is that if you're in a deeper league if you want that Big play upside out of your receiver. You might want to go ahead and head on over to the waiver wire and add Khalil Shakir. Final waiver wire out of the week. And that is going to be Baker Baker. Touchdown maker. Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. 51% rostered on ESPN. 26.5% rostered on NFL. Baker was the quarterback 20 last week up against the 49ers. 
But that should have been a shocker to absolutely nobody because that 49ers defense just ran train on the Jaguars and Baker really just wasn't going to stand much of a chance. They lose the game 14-27 to in Santa Clara. 29 completions on 45 attempts for 246 yards and a touchdown with a pick, three rushes for five yards. Again, this was the worst we have seen Baker Mayfield look in a long time, really. Baker Mayfield's been really consistent over the past three games prior to that. So I'm not really all that worried. Again, you shit the bet against the 49ers. Doesn't really move the needle for me. The Colts defense has lit it up at points in the season, but ultimately I trust Baker enough to have him starting in my fantasy lines this week. So he is the streaming fucking quarterback of the week. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you have some questions about any players that were not included in today's video, let me know down below in the comment section. If you're new to the channel and you didn't up enjoying today's video, make sure you smash that subscribe button like it owes you money. Tap that like button as well. Lightly caress it for me one time. If you guys didn't see the defense stream video, make sure you guys check it out on the screen right now. Love all you guys so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, with the running back start sit decisions, wide receiver start sit decisions. Love you all. Have a great one. As always, good boy!